Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited today about our conversation. Today, my guest is Tasha, and she's an international best-selling author, speaker, and entrepreneur. She's published four books and co-authored one anthology as a sexual assault survivor. She shares her evolutionary journey to inspire millennial women in breaking glass ceilings by transforming their pain into power and rediscover who they are beyond their trauma. She's recognizably known as Tasha W. Messenger of Hope, and she helps millennial women unlock the treasure within, confront pitfalls from the past, and explore the power of fearlessness. I am so excited to jump into this conversation. When I saw your bio, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I love it. (laughs) So tell me, how did you get into this? Where did your story start? Oh my goodness. It is so uh, unconventional, very complex. Um, So the funny part is organically, I'm introverted. Um, Mm -hmm. I love to, you know, be to myself. Uh, I enjoy intimacy with a few small friends, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And so to be in this type of platform and it challenges me to step outside of my comfort zone is hilarious. Um, (laughs) So um, it all got started. Um, I've always written like journals, books. I've just always been fascinated with language. Um, Ever since I was younger, I was the type of child that would get in trouble for being under the sheets with the flashlight on. (laughs) That was me. Um, (laughs) So, um, you know, so picking that up on as an adult, it was just second nature. Um, But to really transform you know, text that I've read and then my own into books was just something that I could have never imagined. Um, I was 16 and my father had suddenly passed away mm-hmm. and I was placed in a grief group. And, you know, when you're 16, you're unsure of life, you're unsure mm-hmm. of who you are. And now, you know, you're placed in an environment where they're kind of enforcing you to speak up, but you're not ready. So, I wrote down my thoughts instead and, you know, from everything, from my mood changes, you know, trying to learn how to navigate life without my father, like fusion, all that into writing. And I just kind of kept it there. I was just like, you know, this is a great way for me to release Mm -hmm. my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions. And a few years later, I then, you know, am hit with the sexual assault. And so Mm -hmm. having that perpetual trauma I really didn't know what to do with it. So I just kind of kept my writing safeguarded. And it wasn't until um, I turned 30, I had this aha moment. Like, what if there's other people who are currently experiencing what I've dealt with or what I'm still dealing with? And so uh, one of my cousins connected me with someone and was like, 
I think you should check out what my cousin has written. Um, I really believe it's powerful. And I really think that, you know, she could do well with being an author. And so, you know how it is when someone is mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, this person's is great. You're kind of like, are you just saying that? Because you're my family yeah. and you feel compelled to share that. But once I worked with the publisher for my first two books, she was just like, so why didn't you want to be an author again? <laughs> <laughs> It, it took off from there. Um, and then by nature, it was the speaking opportunities. It was now everyone wanting to hear what I was dealing with. Everyone wanted to hear how I've addressed certain things. Everyone wanted to hear how can I overcome those things? And, you know, what advice do you have for me? Mm-hmm. And so it just blossomed from there. Mm-hmm. And now I have four books. <laughs> yeah. I think your story is very interesting and and sad, and I'm sorry for what you went through. Um, But I think so many times people go through a trauma and they hide it or they don't know what to do with that. And we talk all things goals on this podcast. And I love how you kind of fell into your new goals. Like you never said, I'm going to teach people how to deal with trauma and I'm going to write a book and become a speaker. It, it really just kind of happened. And mm-hmm. I think many times when we're truly working on our bold goals or our life's calling, that's sometimes the case many times where yeah. we're like, I, I thought I wanted to do this, but this is what I'm really meant to do. And so when this first like spoke to you, how did you step into that? How did you decide like, oh, I'm going to move forward with this? Yeah. So one thing about my dad, he always lived life um, in such a way that he didn't want to withhold anything. Um, he was such a giver. He was in the community and he just always felt like every day is a new opportunity for me to live Mm -hmm. life in full capacity. And so I took that and I ran with it. And I said, what's Mm -hmm. the worst that could happen if I don't do this? So why not try it out? And if it doesn't work, then I can either pivot and do something else or figure out another strategy to still share my story. And so I went for it, um, you know, scared and all. And I said, I'm just going to try it. And I said, if I impact one person, then I really mm-hmm. serve the purpose of what I was supposed to do. And I didn't realize um, the magnitude of how me saying yes to really stepping outside of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and saying, I'm going to go for this, even though this is unfamiliar, I'm just going to do it. I'm still like in this belief <laughs> that I'm like international um, <laughs> because, you know, each day, I just feel like each day is just a different page to the chapter that you're still mm-hmm. working on. I love that. Each day is a different page to the chapter. I love that quote. And I think so many days are like that where we don't see the whole book. We only see, you know, the, the maybe even a paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. So did you self-publish or were you um, traditionally published? So the first two traditionally published and then the third and fourth self-published. And that was also unique in itself because um, once I was comfortable and content with traditionally publishing, I was like, okay, this is my sweet spot. I'm going to stay there. And it was just, you know how you get that nudge to say, 
you already know what you're doing. You already have the tools inside of you. Why not use them? And Mm -hmm. so it was that nudge, like what's holding you back from self-publishing? Is it fear of failure? You know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And so um, it was another moment where I said, okay, for the third book, I was like, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to see what the response is like. I'm going to see what people may say about this, you know, and um, honestly, my third book, when I self-published, I sold out more of that than the first two combined. Oh, wow. And so I was like, huh, okay, like my third book is um, currently on the campus of Johnson C. Smith University, and um, they're using it in their social work department to really help um, freshman students to really address imposter syndrome, to really unpack a lot of their fear and insecurities and how to really Mm -hmm. turn that into power and so once I saw the response I had to keep going and so that really um, encouraged me to move forward with book number four. Mm -hmm. You know there are so many lessons here because I think what's really interesting is a lot of people think they need to go down their goal journey alone. And you had somebody who encouraged you, even though maybe you truly did want to do this. I mean, you've written your whole life, but somebody encouraged you, connected you with the right people. They showed you the way. And then now you're able to not only publish yourself, but help others throughout their trauma. And I think that's just so cool because a lot of times we think our goal journey is our goal journey. And if we don't make it happen, then it's not happening. When in reality, when you involve others, it really becomes a journey for several people. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you teach as far as overcoming trauma. So many of us have a trauma in our life and it causes us to get stuck. And then everybody went through COVID, which I think is traumatic, maybe not at the same level as a lot of trauma, but it it has been a trying time. So what are the tips that you teach in order for people to really deal with their trauma and move forward? Yeah. So, uh, the first tip is, um, acknowledging, um, what's going on, Um, claiming whatever it is that you're feeling like identifying that, like, what is it? You know, I think sometimes we're just so accustomed to a feeling that we don't have a name for it. And so, um, you know, really assessing what changes may have occurred in response to the trauma and why do you feel that way? So acknowledging that and then also um, acknowledging your feelings. I think it's very important that we don't skip over that. Um, A lot of times we're just like, this is the trauma. Now we need the resolution, but no one wants to talk about the in-between and Mm -hmm. really understanding that a process is just that a process. And there's no, you know, race (laughs) to the finish line. Um, It's okay. If, you know, you're still stuck in one area or you've made progression in another, it's okay. And really understanding that, and tip two, that it's your journey and that you don't compare mm. it to anyone else. Um, and I think once we get out of that comparison trap, it makes it a little more easier for us to really unmask who we are at the core. Because yeah. sometimes trauma can um, 
cause us to self-identify. So we usually allow the trauma to assert itself in our lives and just figure out, oh, that's who we are. Like I could have yeah. easily walked around and said, oh yeah, I'm the sexual assault survivor. When in reality, I am Tasha who just happened to have experienced mm-hmm. sexual assault. And so really reversing the language and also uh, changing our mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And then tip four is to really find a community um, of people. And sometimes the community is not going to be what you expect. I think sometimes we kind of gravitate to those that we already know. But if no one has experienced anything similar, then they really can't help you get to where you want to go. And so I think it's really important. So acknowledging what happened, what that trauma is finding a name to it, um, acknowledging how you feel, um, really get to the core of, you know, your journey, your process, embracing that, and then finding the right community. Yeah. And I love what you talked about is a lot of times we skip the in-between because Mm -hmm. that happens so much. Even when we're just going through everyday life, we're like, oh, finish that on to the next. And we don't ever really think about, you know, that process of how far we've come or what Mm -hmm. we've been through and really get comfortable with, honestly, the uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 So you have written four books. Uh, What are, are they all around? Uh, trauma or are they have you evolved into different areas or yeah so different areas um so my first two are kind of like a series um and it's uh who am I when everything is silent and who am I when I'm under the limelight and so it really Mm -hmm. talks about how my life has really transitioned from where nobody really knew my name to yeah everyone knows who I am. Um, and so it really talks about the layers of how I kind of became an author overnight in their eyes, right? Because, yeah. you know, people are accustomed to seeing one lens of who I am. And so when they see me in something different, they're like, okay, wait, what's going on? <laughs> and so it was really like the introduction yeah. of who I am as an author. And then, uh, the third book is recognize your opponent when your greatest enemy is your enemy. And so that mm. is where I really kind of take a deep dive into the trauma and really um, talking about the importance of destroying boxes that I've placed myself in or the boxes that others have placed me in. Ooh, because, so good. So good you know, right there. Sometimes, you know, we are so focused on the box um, that we don't understand that there's a world outside of it. And so I really um, help readers navigate through that, like go back to the things that you may have um, archived and you didn't want to think about, but really understand how that had an impact to your person. And so that's what that one is about. And then the last one um, currently, but I know it's not the end all be all is Uh um, (laughs) shatterproof, refocusing the lens. Mm -hmm. And that is more from the side of where I am more vulnerable of talking about what life is like as um, a sexual assault survivor and how I can still have desires of, you know, wanting to be in a relationship, wanting to feel love, wanting to show love to myself and working on those type of things and, and understanding that 
even though there may have been a detour in your life because of that experience, it doesn't mean that your desires have to change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that your dreams have to change. And so Mm -hmm. really helping people understand that any type of trauma that you've experienced was not punishment. It's just um, a step that you have to take in order to kind of get to whatever your destination Yeah. And I love that comment about the boxes that we've put ourselves in and others have put us in. I think so many times growing up, we're told, you know, what do you want to, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we say, whatever, whatever came to our mind, who knows where we got some of that stuff, but, and then people put us in this box. Oh, well, she's going to be a, this, or she is that, or, she is just that. And I think it's so cool that you talk about destroying boxes and maybe creating your own little uh, world out of your cardboard boxes. But um, so often we just live in the, th- those boxes because yeah. we're not ready to really deal with them. And then yeah. this, this whole concept of the people in our head, I don't know who these people are or why they are so loud or if it's just one person for you, but uh, really addressing the talk in our, in our heads, I think is so critical in this, in this time, especially post COVID where we are really able to really redefine our lives Mm -hmm. and what we truly want. I think for so many people, myself included, I was just going through life. Like, this is what we need to do. And I need to be here then. And and now I'm like, why do I need to do all these things? Why, why am I even doing half this stuff? And so I think it's a great time to really address the, the shoulds and the people that are, are placing stuff upon us and to really step outside that and think about what we can do differently. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have a question. I mean, you've accomplished so much in your career and your life. What is your next bold goal? What's next on the horizon for you? Yeah, so my next bold goal is um, a TED Talk. Um, (laughs) So I am trying to get myself to a place where I am going to seek out mentorship of those who have already done TED Talks or, you know, that type of stage. Um, Because for me, I've just been so used Mm -hmm. to uh, the intimate setting of speaking in front of, you know, audiences and and things like that, that now I want to challenge myself to do more. I want to challenge myself to think bigger and, um, you know, really do something that no one would ever expect me to do. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those like, oh, well, we've seen her at these conferences, we've seen her at these workshops, we've seen her at these schools, but to see me on a magnitude of that level, I think would be eye-opening for myself and for everyone else. Oh, I love it. And so do they have like a TED Talk series in your town? Yes. Awesome. Uh, so I've been, I've been like pounding them, looking <laughs> to see, you know, uh, usually they have like master classes and things like that. So I've been looking to see when the next one is going to be and I love it. The listserv so I can stay informed. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to come to your TED talk. And (laughs) you hear maybe you heard it here first. Who knows if that's been out in the world? Um, So 
Last question, what advice would you give for entrepreneurs who are just getting started that may or may not have experienced trauma, but are struggling to get going? And this is their bold goal of having their own business. Yeah, I would definitely say um, be patient with yourself, Um, be patient with the process and take it one step at a time. Um, because if it's something that you ultimately want to do, you don't want to rush the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, you're always going to continually learn. You're always going to uh, continually experience different moments that may disrupt what your routine is. And so mm-hmm. be okay with the unknown and just take it one step at a time. I love it. And I think that's really what it's all about is being okay with not knowing everything and just moving forward. And it's really that momentum that helps us achieve our goals. Yeah. Cool. All right. If somebody wanted to work with you, find your books, where can they find you and what could they expect? Yeah. So uh, my website, uh, www.lifewithtashaw.com. Um, you can order my books if you want to autograph copy. You can even um, work with me either one-on-one or in a group setting. Um, I have a coaching program called Unmasking the Inner Me. And we just really focus on the goals that you have in mind. And I really help you strategize on how to get there. Um, while also overcoming doubt and fear in other areas that are roadblocks to where you're trying to go. Um, Also, if you want to follow me on social media, I am always on Instagram more than Facebook. So uh, my IG handle is lifewithtashaw underscore. And if you're just inclined to connect with me on Facebook, I have a Facebook group called uh, Tasha W Messenger Hope. Oh, I love it. Well, everyone, as you are out there setting and crushing your bold goals, remember that this is about your journey, your journey with others. And even if you've experienced trauma, it's all about taking one step at a time and moving forward. I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Tasha. And I know I have. I've learned so many nuggets and can't wait to grab your books. Please connect with her and continue crushing your bold goals. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.